0: Good morning, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Glory Sessions. One week left of, or sorry, two weeks left of April. We're flying in. So, listen, I want to talk about the great outdoors again. Why? Because I'm just back from a weekend spending in the great outdoors. I spoke about it on Friday. And now, this is the sort of like the post analysis, shall we say. Lessons I learned. Depression. We suffer. So many people suffer from depression, and what I'm—I'm I'm a big sufferer of depression. I've—I've I've always admitted that. One of the things I learned about this weekend, uh, that weekend there was, if you live in the outdoors and you—you you limit your your ability to modern technology, and I mean modern technology, I mean from toilets to phones, you'll find that depression doesn't have an environment where it can live in. The are go mate. It's impossible. For you to be depressed, it's impossible for you to be anxious about things when you're so immersed in the working and the the, the building of your of your daily habits, always your daily daily work work routine. When we went that we went up there, my mate Martin, myself, Gail and, and Martin went up and uh when Mountains and we don't we, well, we, we had about 35 kilo backpack on each, which alone was a ball buster. Especially when you're walking on a mountain with 35 kilos on your back. But then we also done uh, navigating. So we had the compasses, we had the maps, and we had to find our way there, which took time. And again, that time was but it but it was it wasn't that you were rushing towards it. It, it wasn't like you were stressing or anxious about anything. You were just focused in, in that moment. When you were when we were doing what we were doing, there was no other focus on anything else, which means that if your mind isn't wandering, you're then you can't exactly be Depressed, you can't feed down about things because you're focused on that one task. Then when we got to the, the campsite, we had to clear the campsite. Then we had to go find logs from chopped down trees from broken down trees and had to cut the logs. I cut about two, two tree trunks, which busted my bollocks. Trust me, my abs have never had a workout like it. My hands were sore. Gail was chopping wood with an axe. And we were doing that because we had, and then we had sorry, we had to find stones to build up the stone, the fire. Then we had to chop the wood. We had to get the kindling. We had to get everything in the place. And it took us about, I don't know, we probably arrived there about 4 o'clock. And we didn't eat until about 12 o'clock that night. We were preparing everything for that whole time frame. But when we sat down there and i uh, Martin made a goulash. And it was fucking unbelievable. But the, the reason why we probably enjoyed the goulash so much was because we, we invested so much time into making it. And like we were lucky, we got a nice day. It was lovely. The weather was nice and hot. And um, there was no rain, which is unusual for Ireland, obviously. And because of that, we were able to enjoy it. But it, it sort of brought me back to a realization that one of the reasons why there is so much, maybe so much depression about it, is because we've got so much time in our hands, not focusing on pushing ourselves forward and actually living a life. We're, we're, we've got too much time on our hands we 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 literally we spend so much time scrolling and because life's so easy and if we were able to maybe realize that it's this this um this desire for us to have an easier life that we believe that's going to be Gareth, how's you going with it going to that it's going to make our life better when really it isn't because it's, it's taken us more away from what it means to be a human being when we got into the forest and we were we were making the fire and we were chopping the wood and we were preparing the food and everything had to be done in a certain way, it it, it allowed us to, forgive. well, I didn't think about my phone, the time I took my phone out was to take a photograph of the moment, you know, to, to, to video it and to, to keep to keep a, to keep a memory token of it, but the majority of the time was just spent doing the work and because you were immersed in that work, you didn't think about anything else. Trust me, when you're chopping down a tree, or cutting up a tree, you're not thinking about how you're, how bad you're feeling. You're only thinking about, I want this fucking to stop, and I hope there's no other trees to cut down, because it absolutely busts the bollocks to you. But the, the, the positive side of that was, when we sat down to that food, and we had a few beers, it was absolutely brilliant. And also... I got absolutely blocked on four beers because of the amount of work I'd done. I was knackered and I died all day yesterday, which isn't a good thing. But that it, it sort of made me realize that there's a reason why people were not overweight 150 years ago because life was training. But we when we go to the gym, the experience that was everyday life. That was just survival. And that that sort of mindset when because we were only we were only like, about five miles away from civilization. Like it's not like we're anywhere far. But to know that if we wanted something, you had to walk five miles. it was it was, it was I don't know. It was humbling. So I say and like if you wanted the shit, you had to go into the woods. You had to dig a hole. You had to fucking have a crap in the hole and fill it all in. Everything required work. And I remember watching a film from a wee lad that I a, when I was doing in Anfield. There's a young lad who done parkour and his, the, he made a documentary about his life traveling across Europe. He went away to Amsterdam, five euro in his pocket, and then he ended up traveling for a full year and, um, with no money, just just doing parkour tricks and shows on on TV or sorry in the streets to make money, and they were actually going through bins. They found food. And they were they found out they figured out like they could sit outside supermarkets and wait for the supermarket to throw out that night's um food before they throw it out. They would take it and they would eat, and so they were living like kings. But one of the things they said was making a cup of coffee, and the the difference of getting a cup of coffee in modern day living where we just go into Costa order pay and then making a cup of coffee when you were living how he was living. He said first of all you had to get up and then you had to walk to the forest, and you had to cut the trees down, and then to cut the trees, and you had to transport the wood to get to them, then you had to build the fire, then you had to boil the water, then you had to put the coffee in, and the process took about half an hour to an hour, but, he said, but the benefit of that was that cup of coffee tasted fucking amazing, and it was the exact same for me in that food. Now, if you haven't lived, if you haven't experienced, like, wild living, so we say this wasn't really why living, we're living in camps and all, but if you haven't experienced, like, something... Out of the norm of what we classify as society, then you're probably missing out and you don't, and a lot of people would fear the thought of this because we've we've become conditioned to having everything at our on our hands at our doorsteps and just easy a click of a button or just walk to the cupboard and pull it out, then we've actually become disengaged with what it means to be human. And experiencing what it was like 200, 300 years ago, normal life, it's, it's it's a good thing to have because it makes you, one, it makes you appreciate what we do have, and two, it also shows you that you're capable of more and that if shit hits the fan, that you've got these skill sets that could help you benefit. Now, Martin is a, a wild expert, shall we call him. He, he spent a lot of time in the army. He spent a lot of time in the wild. He loves like he loves building ca- um, cabins type stuff out of, the, out of the natural environment. And because of that, his skills, his ability to survive in these harsher environments—environments environments that would kill a lot of people who live in modern-day society—was was inspiring. It was, it was, it was, it was great to watch someone do what humans do naturally, and to keep this this fountain of knowledge going. And it's something that I realised that the vast, vast, vast majority of us do not have the ability to survive in the environment this country provides us without our homes. Can you imagine having to live in the the winter in this country by building a hut out of trees and leaves and shit like that? 90% of us would die because we just don't have the ability and we don't have that fortitude inside us to be able to cope with that environment. And that is something that we have to take responsibility for. Just because our life is easy doesn't mean that we should always look for an easy life. We should... The probably one of the reasons why so many people feel down about themselves and, and aren't confident in life is because they've never experienced life. They've never experienced real living. We're living in this manufactured world, this world of marketing and like sound bites that just make us buy the latest phones or get the latest gadgets or look for the bigger house. Instead of actually taking a step back and appreciating what it is we have. Spend that that night and the and doing all that work, yet the other day made me appreciate the the benefits of living in a modern day living, but it also it opened my eyes to this isn't living, this is existing, this is just same shit different day. When you're out in the wild, every day is going to be a challenge. Every day is going to present something new for you, and that presentation is something new. Right? how's it going? That, that um, experience of of like cold water showers or cold water baths and digging digging up the ground to, to make a nice soft layer for you to lay your tent on and digging a hole for the fire pit and getting the rocks to get the rocks around them building the fire and then chopping the food up and and all that preparation it 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 helped it made me feel like a it made me feel alive again and I think that a lot of people would benefit. From doing it. Now I know like a lot of people have are soft now. We're conditioned to not want to face these adversities and not want to actually challenge ourselves. But then look at what's happening in society today. Look at how many people are depressed because of this wanting of an easy life. When you're looking for an easy life, well, you're whenever whenever life throws what life throws at you, hardship then you're not equipped to cope with that. And because we're not equipped to cope with that, we blame other people and then it's like it's, the, it's, it's not never your fault when the reality is every single one of us has the ability to go out and experience that in some way, shape or form and slowly um, immerse ourselves in the more challenging situations. But we choose not to because the fear of the challenge is overriding. It puts us, it puts us out of our comfort zone and then we avoid doing it. And because we avoid doing it, we never experience it. Because we never experience it, we don't know we can cope with it. And because we don't cope with it, that brings anxiety of the fear of not being able to cope with it. So it's this loop that we're continuously on, not realizing that we each and every one of us has it within our own abilities to change, just by exposing ourselves to it. Um, I don't know. It's definitely something that I, it's something I miss doing. And uh, I'm in bits today because of that walking with that bag. But it's something I'm going to do again. I'm going to, Martin and I are going to, Gail. are going to do, well, he calls it stage one, stage two, stage three. So stage two will be, I think, no tents. And then stage, there are no stage two, isn't that? Stage three? Is no tents. We'll have to build our own tent. But there's different levels Martin brings you in too. This is stage one. You have your tent, have everything you need. Stage two. Martin actually goes to the point where he carves his own spoons out of wood. He 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 spends he brings himself back to that sort of like that Viking era, where you where everything was done by hand, and if you wanted a spoon, you had to carve a spoon. If you wanted a plate, you had to carve a plate. And he has all this amazing these amazing things carved out: axe handles, and bowls, and spoons, and cups. Everything he's carved by hand, and he spent that time um, whittling away and doing the work needed to make these things. But to me, that I I had so much respect for him because it's a lost art and it's it's like he's keeping this he's keeping what it is to be human alive. And I think that that experience for me sort of exposed how how detached we are from what it is to actually be human. And why and then it sort of made me realize why there is such a such an, a point uh, amazing or such an amazing reading about his point there. Such a level of depression and anxiety within modern society. If if life was so good, if life was so, was exactly what we're meant to have, then there wouldn't be a level of depression there is today. There wouldn't be the level of anxiety that we we'll have today. But simply because we've, technology has removed us so far from what it means to be human, what it means to be part of this connected world, that, that it's a breeding ground for depression. It's a breeding ground for anxiety. And until we realise that, until we actually start... Taking the steps, each and then this has to be done as an individual. No one can force you to do this. This has to be a decision you come to yourself. That you have to be willing to put yourself in the in the position of discomfort. Until that happens, depression and anxiety is going to be a constant part of our life. I sort of I'm watching Vikings and a couple of episodes ago, Bjorn Ragnar's son decided to take himself out into the wild to find himself, and he he lived. He killed a burn all, obviously it's a bullshit story, but that that sort of idea of like he took himself away and he, he wanted to see how much he could cope himself, how strong he was, on a diluted level, that's what I think each and every one of us needs to do. We need to be able to find our own strengths. We need to find our own limitations. And the only way we can do that is by challenging ourselves in a way that... That we, we're in a place where we can't really get out of and nature is the best place for that because nature's unforgiving it's not it's not evil it's not kind it just is and it's it's not that nature wants to kill us it's just simply the fact of how well prepared we are and how, how willing are we going to be to push ourselves further and just see how far we can go before we break you know and In today's society, we can do that very comfortably. We can get tents, we can bring cooking utensils, we can bring cooking stoves and stuff like that. But just being out in the wild, just not having the accessibility of shops, having the availability of all the modern technology, it puts you in a different state of mind, and that state of mind is going to help you find who you are. So, yeah, my lesson for today was get out into the wild, enjoy life, and just see how much more you're truly capable of. And I'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a good day.